Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I have another guest for you today, and I personally am really excited to just ask all the questions. So let's get right into it. Please, my dear guest, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from. Give us the lay of the land. Thank you so much, Sarah. First of all, before I introduce myself, I just want to let everyone know what a huge fan of your podcast I am. We actually listen to it as a team. When I explain a little bit more about what I do, we listen to it as a team whenever your new episodes come out. So I'm just totally fangirling over here. But so my name is nice. <laughs> Oh, yes, it's it's wonderful. But my name is Chrissy Fleming, and I am the, I guess, owner of Victoryfy, and we create a platform that helps Girl Scouts and their troop leaders earn badges. It's called Moneyville, and it's a web application. We absolutely love it. We have been working with Girl Scout councils since 2020. And it has just been a really fun, wild ride. And I'm super excited to speak with you today and share a little more and, you know, just enjoy speaking with you, Sarah. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So let's start with like, what is VictoryFi? Perfect. Absolutely. So I founded this company, VictoryFi. We create web applications and it's an LLC. I love, I'm a entrepreneur at heart. I own the company. My husband, Wheeler, is our developer. And we have an amazing team member named Hannah. And then we have some other great instructors. But we create web applications for different education pieces. So we have one for college financial aid programs. We have one that teaches student athletes how to manage money and be entrepreneurs. And we have this application Moneyville for Girl Scouts. And it is my absolute favorite. I was a Girl Scout from the time I was a daisy till I graduated high school. And at that time, I know I've heard several of your guests say this, but you know, that was before there were ambassadors, but I made all the way through through the end as a senior and I loved it. I love the Girl Scout application and I'm excited to connect on here. That's awesome. So we're definitely going to have to come back to your girl experience in Girl Scouts. But when it comes to Moneyville, tell me about that. So as it stands now, because we're going to go back to how you started it. But before we do that, as it stands now, what is it? What's on it? <laughs> what exists there? And and like if we go to Moneyville, the web app, what what are we going to see and what can we do there? Excellent. So the application for anyone interested, it is gsmoneyville.com. And this is where we have badge resources. So, and you know, when we kind of get into how I started all of this, I can explain a little bit more, but the number one thing to know is just that we realized that Girl Scout troop leaders and Girl Scout parents really love to access to good solid resources where you can plan your badges, you can plan activities that are coming up. And so we've partnered with Girl Scout councils across the country to create this content. And on GS Moneyville, this is where we have on-demand badge courses. So Girl Scouts can earn badges online. We have live and in-person workshops Girl Scouts can sign up for. We have kits troop leaders can use during troop meetings where, you know, you could 
build a robot or you can, you know, complete some other STEM activity or, or journal. And we also have some scripts that troop leaders can use to kind of guide meetings for interactive play. So it is just a website full of resources for Girl Scouts, their troop leaders and their parents. Okay. So many directions here. So just to kind of repeat back what I heard you say. So there's events that girls can participate in online through GS Moneyville. And then there's like on-demand programming online that girls could complete, complete badge work. And then there's also resources for troop leaders, including kits that troop leaders can do program themselves using the resources from Moneyville. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. And it all started with those first on-demand courses. And not to kind of skip ahead, but I feel like this might, you know, kind of help kind of explain our path. We started off offering during the pandemic. We had some, uh, I reached out to three councils. So shout out to Girl Scouts of San Jacinto, Citrus, and the Colonial Coast. Amazing. There's some of our many program or councils that we are program partners with. Um, I reached out to them just because you and I were having this conversation earlier. It is so amazing to support Girl Scouts as an organization and to help girls learn. And I had, because of my background in banking, I had created a few courses that were appropriate for teen teenagers. And I thought, oh my gosh, maybe during the pandemic, I don't have anything else to do. You know, why not fill my time offering some of these courses online? I offered them to these councils. It was just something I had pre-recorded and Girl Scouts just ate them up and it was great. And so we built some more based on other financial literacy and entrepreneurship badges and and areas where I was kind of more of an expert in. And we built that out. And then by connecting with more councils and more troop leaders and other Girl Scouts and their parents, we realized that other resources were needed too. So we built out some live workshops that we offer through Zoom, also some in-person since we're in Savannah, Georgia. There's a lot of Girl Scouts coming here. So we have in-person badge workshop events. And then we have some kits and scripts that troop leaders can can download or purchase and use during their troop meetings, if that kind of rounds it out a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So I also just in that explanation heard you say you started with financial literacy and entrepreneurship, that that's your kind of background, that's your expertise, but you definitely also mentioned some STEM programming. What badges are available for girls to earn um, through the programming in Moneyville? Oh my gosh, there's so many and we're growing them every month. We just have some animal helper badges that that came available, which kind of going off on a tangent, but they're adorable. So we started off with what we knew. And then as I was able to connect with other experts in different areas, we grew. So we now, Girl Scouts, can earn badges related to digital leadership, democracy, STEM, um, animal helpers, animal habitats, kind of like ecosystem, obviously financial literacy, love that, entrepreneurship, and we're bringing on a few new badge subjects related to the playing the past badges and more of like the theatrical aspect, tying that in with history this fall. Cool, cool. And do you have programming at all grade levels? Yes, we do. We have Daisy through Ambassador. We have a little bit more uh, for juniors, cadets, seniors, 
just because those are the Girl Scouts who, since we do have a lot of online programming, they're just, you know, they're a little more active and they're old enough to use virtual programming. And also those are the Girl Scouts that are, are they're pretty excited to be in Girl Scouts and, and to learn and do new things. So we have a lot of programming for those age ranges, but we have it for every every grade level. And we love working with all the Girl Scouts. That's so cool. I love, I want to just repeat that. Mostly juniors, cadets, and seniors, definitely all levels, but mostly juniors, cadets, and seniors, because I know when you are listening to this interview and you heard her start to say, yes, we have all the levels, but we have mostly, I know you thought she was going to say Daisy Brownie Jr., right? Because that's what we hear again and again in council. And I know that there are people listening who are in those junior cadet, senior and ambassador age ranges and have been frustrated that there's not as much stuff for older girls that's being offered. So this is a great resource for you, but it's a great resource for anybody. Can you tell us a little bit more about the kits and and like what comes in a kit and how does the number of girls in their troop factor into your kits? What can they expect from the kit experience if they want to run their own program with your resources? Absolutely. So specifically right now we're offering, and this kind of varies, right now we have STEM related kits and those, it depends on the kit. Usually if you were going to do it for your entire troop, you'd order a few of them. Girl Scouts, it's great to work together, especially I actually just built one. We created a fun little video for social media, putting one together, but it's nice to have a few Girl Scouts, you know, one to kind of hold the item, one to maybe screw something in. And so it comes with, you might get a couple of you a troop of, you know, nine girls, maybe you'd get three kits. They could divide up into teams of three, work together. There's instructions that go through there. There's a digital download that will explain all the steps that you can also access after you get the kit. So you can easily use that during your troop meeting because it is so fun. Obviously, I love connecting with everyone across the country. So virtual is amazing, but just being in person is so wonderful, right? And so things that are really easy for you to, you take the kit to the meeting and then you just can like print off the instructions or pull them up on your phone pretty easily just to make it really easy to share and work together, but also kind of bring it to where you need to be. Yeah. Okay. So cool. So let's talk about you. And you, when you started this, so it sounds like you kind of have two kind of specializations here. You mentioned having a strong affinity for the financial literacy and entrepreneurship side, but then related to entrepreneurship, you also have this specialty of like building web apps. So I want to know about (laughs) both. So let's start with the financial literacy side. Tell me a little bit about your background and your expertise when it comes to financial literacy. Sure, absolutely. So background in banking, specifically in capital markets, I have always loved finance. I also lived for the cookie program in Girl Scouts. Uh, Back when I was selling, it was, you know, we didn't have digital cookie or anything, but I loved, we would go in in front of Blockbuster and set up our cookie booth and we would come up with rhymes like buy some cookies with your movies. So I've always been a little entrepreneur and enjoyed that and enjoyed inspiring that in others. And then, you know, went to college, studied finance, really enjoyed that, started working for the FDIC after graduation, really focused in the capital markets area. I love seeing how different products are impacted by interest rates. And I can super nerd out on all of that. 
but I love creating things and making things and sharing them with others and sharing knowledge. And so I really took something I was passionate about within my career and then, you know, tied it with something I was passionate about in in Girl Scouts because that just, it meant so much to me. My troop still, we still all, you know, hang out and, and talk, which is really neat, especially since we don't live in the same area. So I was able to kind of marry different pieces of my life that meant so much to me and it should create moneyville. So that's, that was pretty lovely for me. Yeah, that's incredible. Can you explain to me, for those of us who do not have a love for money or a strong <laughs> background in money, not to say I don't love money, listen, who doesn't love money, but I don't love uh, I'm going to say financial literacy, I, but what, <laughs> listen, let's back up. What is financial <laughs> Sarah, literacy? this is insulting now. <laughs> <laughs> like what is financial literacy just to begin with? Yes. So do you know my favorite way to put this is, so I, we offer one program, it's a live workshop and it's called First National Girl Scout Bank. And it is Everything that I love about money, it is for juniors and cadets, and it is so empowering. And what I start out with, because you're right, when you hear financial literacy, that just sounds like dull as dirt, right? Like, ugh, who wants to learn that? But then what I like to say is, who here is nosy? And then like everyone raises their hand, right? Because when you're in middle school, late elementary school, who isn't nosy, right? And so like everyone's like, oh, I'm so nosy. And so then that's when I tell the girls, well, the way you can learn the most about a business or really about anybody is understanding where the money comes from, right? Like how are who, how are you earning money? How can you sustain this? Where's this coming from? Where's it going? And when you make it, interesting like that, when you make it not dull, it just really resonates. And so to me, it's just financial literacy is understanding the world around you and being able to communicate that to others. Gotcha. And for those of us who, because, okay, there is a huge gap in financial literacy when it comes to like men and women. And as I'm saying that word, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I've been really struggling with how often on this, in this world, this Girl Scout world, we default to the gender binary. So I, I apologize for that being such a binary discussion, but we know that there's a really huge gender gap in financial literacy. And one of the reasons why Girl Scouts emphasizes financial literacy and entrepreneurship so much for Girl Scout programming is to help girls be armed with this information and this knowledge and this experience that's going to carry them into their, if they choose to go to college or their careers or even running their households, whatever, but being able to manage their own finances and so on and so forth. So that's part of the reason why that's important. So Can you speak at all to this gap and why this information is so important for girls to have, for girls to learn? Oh, absolutely. I know when I first started with my my banking career, there were not a lot of women working and, and that really wasn't that long ago. It is neat to see, especially coming up, how many women are starting to become interested in managing their finance. I also love, I am not a huge GS Moneyville's on TikTok. Uh, Our wonderful team member, Hannah runs that. I am not a, I don't, I'm not a huge TikTok 
user, but I, I do love that there's a lot of young women and men out there who are, are promoting really being independent, right. And owning yourself and understanding like where your money's coming from, where is it going? How can you save for the future? And so I'm really impressed with that. And I like that. I know sometimes I've, I have seen a few of those videos and sometimes they're a little bit like, you know, maybe you're just trying to cause a ruckus almost just kind of for attention online, but still you're drawing attention to the import, the importance of managing your money and being responsible. And I think that's really neat. So I actually, I'm kind of excited about where it's going and it seems to be trending in the right direction. So hopefully it keeps moving forward and hopefully our programming can kind of help with that, at least within the Girl Scout world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I'm sure that if you're listening and you have a troop that you can relate to this, but one thing that kind of gets me right in the gut is hearing girls shy away from being the one who makes change or being responsible for any of the games or at the booth live for calculating what the how much an order is going to cost a customer who's buying cookies or what their change should be or whatever any of that the math things let alone talking about troop budgets things like that it like hits me really hard in the stomach when i hear kids who are you know 9 10 13, whatever, um, or even younger than that, seven, say, <laughs> I'm so bad at math. And they write it off and they write themselves mm-hmm. off along with it. And I think, oh my gosh, but you're, I mean, you're so young. It's like way too mm-hmm. early to say that you're not good at it. You still have so much time to learn it. And I feel like when we help them develop these skills, you see such a change in their confidence because how much of a handicap is that? And we know so many adults and you may be listening and you may may be thinking, I'm an adult who feels that way, who shies away from calculating tips or um, making change or like have, I mean, by now, most of us are using credit cards for everything or debit cards for everything, right? So we don't have to do that kind of calculation, but even being able to budget things like we shy away from anything math related because we're bad with numbers or we're not confident with numbers and how much of a handicap is that in your daily life when you're dealing with that and so kind of helping girls build that confidence that they don't have to feel that way about themselves they don't have to self-identify as someone who's bad with numbers or bad with money like let's change that story from the time they're young you know absolutely absolutely I love that I'm sorry what were you gonna say oh no I was just gonna say you are so right and I would think like like for anyone listening, I know I've seen, especially in running our financial literacy workshops. And, and like I said, we have other experts who who run other things and I sit in on them because I'm so, I am nosy, as I said earlier. And um, so I like to see that, but I primarily run the financial literacy workshops and I love seeing, just like you're saying, if you, my tip would be for anyone who's doing this in their troop, I would start, you know, well before fall product season, well before cookie season, like, well, I guess kind of depending how it may be in September. So not well before, but kind of build a base of having girls feel confident just in making decisions around money and not necessarily like the counting of money and then work your way towards that. So in, in our workshops, not to keep using the same workshop example, but um, in First National Girl Scout Bank, First, our first meeting, you know, we ask who's nosy, girls start learning how to make decisions and we're kind of promoting them. Okay, so 
now that you you know what it means to manage money, let's have you make a few decisions about it. So do you think, is it a good idea if someone hasn't paid us back before? You know, if we're talking about a bank with a loan, like if someone hasn't paid us back in the past, should we be a little nervous about giving them money in the future and and kind of building their confidence with answers you can kind of lead, lead them towards? And then by the end, they're calculating things. They're feeling really good about themselves. And so I feel like if you if you kind of treat it that way, that could be so helpful. Just, you know, slowly building their confidence and and getting them familiar with with terms around finance. And then you kind of, you know, let them free to to count the cookie booth and to do things like that. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. So, and thank you for sharing. I love the practical tips or practical things that we can do or we can start doing with our troops. So do you have any other tips or suggestions? And um, and let's include entrepreneurship as well, but related to financial literacy or entrepreneurship, what are some things we could start doing with our troops right now? Um, do you have any other, any other things that you would add in addition to the things you already shared? So one thing that I've noticed, so we have some other workshops where, and I just think this is so practical for troop, especially if this it's really for any age, but especially it's so hard to hear when like you are a junior cadet, maybe even senior, giving real feedback and honest feedback, not too honest or mean, but having that peer feedback is so important, especially with entrepreneurship, right? Like you know, I know we're adults and not everything goes your way in business and there's rejection. And obviously the girls listening to an episode of yours um, semi-recently where y'all were discussing kind of the, the rejection that you can feel when you're an older Girl Scout and maybe, you know, people feel more comfortable turning you down and that's really hard to take and learning how to do that. And um, so I would just think a practical thing is just giving great feedback during your meetings so for example, if you're doing entrepreneurship badges and girls are, I know one thing is kind of pitching an idea and learning how to receive feedback without getting your feelings hurt and then revising and pitching again and then getting more positive feedback about that you've improved, you've listened and improved. I think that's really key. So really, I guess, long-winded answer to say just giving more feedback in meetings, positive feedback about business skills is so I just see these girls blossom after, after, you know, I've had four meetings with them and I can just, if you did that throughout the whole year, oh my gosh, they would just really bloom. Yeah, totally agree. So let's swing to this building web apps thing. Um, (laughs) Like first for somebody who the word app, I think generally speaking these days, we associate with like mobile apps. So what is a web app and how did you learn how to make them? Like, where did that come from? (laughs) Well, um, so (laughs) number one, (laughs) first, um, I take like no credit other than being like a bossy lady. Um, so (laughs) I I own the company. Um, my husband is the primary developer. I come, I outline everything that we need. He will put the code together. Um, but the nice thing is a web app is different than just a regular app because it's really just a web page that's very, very mobile friendly in like the most simple terms. And so you don't have to build one that's like is just for Mac or or uh, iPhone or just for an Android, it goes with every phone. And so that's really nice and it's approachable for everyone. And it saves you time as the company that's developing it. So you can just deliver content quicker. And then I can kind of worry more about, you know, the content that we're developing, but it's been really fun. I have enjoyed 
I've learned all of the, how you structure it and the layout. And, and I absolutely love doing that. So I get to kind of design the build and then he'll come behind me and, you know, put the ones and zeros together and and make it happen. What a cool team. That's awesome. So, (laughs) um, so you have put this business together and then you started approaching councils, right? Or did you start doing programming as far as the Moneyville part? Did you, because I know you said you have other apps. Did you start offering program to Girl Scouts before becoming an, an official partner with some councils? I know you said you started with like three councils, but were you already offering programs before you reached out to them or did you reach out to them to build the programs? <laughs> Let me tell you everything. So we had created some like a general program that was just for like teenagers, early college. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this could be like, so Girl Scouts might really, really like this, especially like the older Girl Scouts. And so we had that created. It had not been tweaked. So since then, we obviously have like created very badge specific items. This was more just kind of like general financial education. And so we offered that and these councils, they were just super interested, especially at that time, there was a lot of online learning going on right in 2020. And so they were really interested. And then we just, they immediately, and I'm happy to talk about, you know, becoming a program partner and sharing information like that as well. And sometimes that can be a little cumbersome, but they kind of quickly ushered us through We got through the process. We offered our course. I think it maybe took like a month to start offering what we had just to Girl Scouts to use. And then once that got going, chatter kind of started, which was kind of neat. And so we have spread out to other councils around the country. And then we just kind of grew from there. So it was pretty organic, which was really fun to see. And I I am so happy that they liked those first courses, even though they weren't quite, we didn't quite hit every single badge step, but now that (laughs) everything's been improved. And so we've got everything covered. I love that. So I'm thinking if you're listening to this and you have an event or a workshop or an activity or a troop meeting or something that you've done with your troop or with your service unit or with your council, that's been really, really successful, especially if you've done it a bunch of times, there is a way to make that an official program offering. Um, Similarly, if you have expertise or background in something that could be tied into some of the badge work and you wanted to create official programming around that, and become a partner with your council, you could do that. And also, if you have a business in your family, if you, someone in your family runs like a local business, you know, it could be a clothing shop or a bakery or a restaurant or anything, you know, physical brick and mortar or online, then uh, could there be behind the scenes tours or programming or something like that that you could offer as official programming? I don't know if you've ever thought about this before if you're listening and you fall in any of those categories or maybe you've thought about it and you just don't know how to go about it. But becoming an official council partner is a great way to A, get the word out about what you have to offer to troops and B, to make sure that everything is just totally above board and you're doing it officially in partnership with Girl Scouts, but it's still your program. So can you please, as you mentioned, expand on what does the process of becoming an official partner look like? I would absolutely love to. Um, Also, I would just truly, it has been 
really wonderful. And I have enjoyed getting to know the personality of each council that we've partnered with. Um, so that's been really neat. So I encourage anyone that's listening, Sarah, just like you said, if you have a great program idea, reach out to your council. They're always looking for good programming. I just think it's amazing. So the process you follow is normally, um, you just, I guess if you haven't partnered with anyone, you just know your local council. So here I'm Girl Scouts of Historic Georgia. So just start with your council. If it's something that's you have to go to, obviously you want to be in the area. If it's something virtual, like we have, we have people, you know, kind of across the country, but obviously it's easier to go with where you know. So just go to your your Girl Scout Council. Usually you can call the council up and just request to speak with the program team, or you can you can look up the directory online to connect with whoever is in charge of girl programming. And so you'll reach out to them and they are lovely. And there's a process that every council follows. You fill out information about your company and your program that you're offering. And then they ask you, which I just think this is this is such a good um, reminder and check just to make sure what you're offering is appropriate. So you'll kind of write out what all you have to do and then how that aligns with either a badge, maybe a patch if you've worked that out with the council, or just kind of just overall the girls, the mission of Girl Scouts. And you'll fill that out. They review it. And then... When they're ready to offer the program, they'll let you know uh, if it's a certain date that you just coordinate that with them. You'll go on the council calendar and it's offered. It's a pretty simple process. And then you just want to make sure that you stay in contact with the council in case, you know, if you want to offer anything else in the future. Um, but overall, I would absolutely encourage everyone. It is not that hard to do in their Every council is always looking for good program partners. So I encourage everyone to do it. And please, if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'm happy to walk you through more if you have other questions. So yes. I love that. So I had said at the beginning that we were going to swing back to your time, your girl experience in Girl Scouts. And you mentioned definitely cookie sales and selling outside of Blockbuster. I love that. (laughs) What are some of your other like primary memories from being involved in Girl Scouts as a kid? Oh my gosh. Well, um, first I just like to say that my, in the entire troop that I graduated high school with, we had been, um, all of us had been on since we were daisies, but you know, obviously some girls fall off just as you get older, but those of us that stayed, stayed the entire way through. And then, um, when I got married four years ago, they were all at my wedding. Uh, so, you know, it's just like, I really, um, you know, we were together for a long time. Um, but some, some memories I have had, obviously, um, I, one thing I loved, so I was part of the Tenassi council, which is now, uh, Southern Appalachia's and, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, and we, every summer there was twilight camp and I loved going to twilight camp. It was at uh, a church and it was just like the best space. They had a really awesome parking lot. So we could do a lot of activities in the parking lot. So you were kind of outside and then inside they had a big, like, um, not quite a gym, but just a recreation area. And it was perfect. And we would do, I loved, we did a lot of swaps there. I still have actually found a bag of swaps that my mom had saved uh, very recently that are now here with me in Savannah. Uh, And I just loved everything about that program. I loved 
when I was little, I would go and participate. And then as I got older, I got to lead. And that, that was so important to me to have, you know, kind of a leadership role and, and to help the younger Girl Scouts. I thought that was so cool. So Twilight Camp was huge. And then I also really liked for our Silver Award, we uh, built a little library for a school in the area. And that was just so fun. I just loved I loved working together as a team with my troop. And that was just, it was so much fun. We really accomplished a lot. We almost always achieved our goals. It was, it was just wonderful. I was so proud to, to be a Girl Scout and, and work with those girls. That's awesome. And overall, what would you say, both from your kid experience, your adult experience, all of the above, what does Girl Scouts mean to you? What does the movement mean? Gosh, what a good question. Overall, I just think this, the Girl Scout movement just gives young people the ability to be whatever they want to be. And we as volunteers within Girl Scouts are giving them the tools that they need to really become something great and whatever that means to them. And I just think I I learned so many skills while I was in Girl Scouts that translate into my adult life. And I just, I think it's wonderful that so many people are working together to help that happen for other younger girls. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today and for coming and joining me on the podcast. And also thank you for everything that you are doing for girls and volunteers across the country. I love this and I can't wait to continue to watch this grow and bloom into and evolve into so many new iterations. I just think it's going to be so fun to follow. So if you're listening, um, where to the people listening, can you tell them again where they should go to connect with you, to access Moneyville, um, all the things? Yes. So we are currently switching from our old web app to our new web app, um, but it is visit gsmoneyville.com. And that's just like moneyville, like the town. gsmoneyville.com is our website. If anyone wants to reach out to me, you can also email me at christine at victoryfy.com. And victoryfy is kind of spelled a little funky. It's v-i-c-t-r-e-e-f-i.com. And I would Love to speak with anyone about just about your troop in general. If you have questions about being a program partner, obviously, if you have questions about Moneyville, I'm happy to answer it all. This has just been an absolute pleasure, Sarah. Thank you so much. And to those listening, we'll see you next week. 